Welcome into episode zero of Smutty Scriptures. We have our uh, co-hosts here. We are going to get into a book podcast. Basically, we're a bunch of besties that have been getting together and hanging out for years. And we started a book club once upon a time. I bullied all of my friends into reading Akatar. As everyone knows, Akatar is an MLM. <laughs> you suck every one of your friends and family into it. And uh, my friends uh, fell victim to it, and now we get together every Saturday and we have a book club. So this is basically an unofficial episode zero of us recording what that book club ends up being. So yeah. We're just a bunch of boss babes. <laughs> Damn. Just lemming all over the place. <laughs> lem, lem, lem. What is it? Gatekeep, girl boss, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Well, I was doing internet cat meme. Um, no. Um, Sorry. Girl boss. I went the other way. Girl bosses are the is the name of people who do the the MLM marketing schemes. That's true, right? Right? Not internet catting. Um, no, memes. I mean maybe. <laughs> I think it could be both. It's hashtag girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> Goofies, but yeah, we ended up falling into this uh, little routine, hanging out every Saturday, going through our books, discussing because. Right now, we've been going through a lot of Sarah J. Mass novels, and we have a lot of thoughts and feelings about them. And if we didn't subject our friends into hours of listening <laughs> to our ramblings <laughs> and our PowerPoint presentations that we have actually already made, uh, you know, I mean, what is friendship for if you can't do that kind of thing together? So, I mean, we are at the moment masochists, right? <laughs> Not the Sarah J. Masochists. <laughs> <laughs> which is basically how it feels <laughs> to get through this book. Uh, sorry, spoilers <laughs> and our feelings about the writing, but it's okay. It's early work. It's no problem. It's, it's no problem. Um, does anyone want to give like a uh, overview of what type of books they're enjoying reading in general, that kind of thing? Do a little name intro, a little what you like, what you don't like. So audience kind of can be like, oh, you have similar taste to me or something like that. Uh, I'll go first. So I'm a cuttlefish, but you can call me cuddle. I disliked reading greatly until <laughs> I was conscripted to this to this mm -hmm. masochist army. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Seventy five cent word right there. Guitar. Um yeah, I I always hated reading. I, I thought it was so boring I could never really get into stuff. I always like wanted to read, but I just could I just could not. And um so Whenever I was conscripted to the army of masochism, I uh, found that I couldn't put it down. Mm -hmm. I was like, "Listen, it was it was a it was a spiritual awakening <laughs> of sorts." Incredible. <laughs> um, and now I fucking love fantasy romance novels because mm -hmm. I'm a basic bitch. So, <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. I I recently have found why choose and I'm like listen that's a great question how does this apply to my everyday life it doesn't oh that's fine Goofy. <laughs> yeah yep that's me in a nutshell and you purple your introduction please I am purple space cat and I have been reading as if I have been in inhaling the written word um forever Mm -hmm. <laughs> um in insert number of age here mm -hmm. um so so all of my 29 never moving For, years yeah. forever right. 29 yeah. Yeah. Right. forever 29 years <laughs> and uh i definitely go through them way too quickly 
It is a very expensive habit. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even know if I can call it a habit. I think it's it's more like a it's like a lifestyle, like a non-paying full-time job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, welcome yeah. to the MLM. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Malems. Yes, yes. Here for the Malems. Uh, <laughs> I, I started reading fantasy stuff and. Um, you know, got into young adult stuff, and then now I'm an adult, so <laughs> now I read adult stuff. There you go. I like the stuff that doesn't actually exist, though. Um, <laughs> not, yeah. not not the stuff that does exist, because that's <laughs> sad. Yeah, hate that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ooh, yep. Yep. Yikes. Yep. <laughs> Goofies. Yeah, I will say uh, anyone listening to the podcast kind of jumping in from, you know, ground zero, so to speak. Uh, it's going to be all fantasy, all fantasy, all sci-fi, maybe. It's uh, never going to be anything, I think, too uh, too realistic, unless you two somehow manage to bully me into reading something like that. But I kind of need there to be a fantasy element, you know? I need vampires. Mm. I need aliens. I need something. <laughs> I need Monster something. Monster porn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. Well, hey, hey, hey. The, the realistic that it gets, as realistic as it gets, is probably, uh, um, you know, Cryptozoology, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the scientific study of shit that's not actually real. There you go. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Would you would you like to offer up your introduction there, fearless leader? Who? Yeah, the one who conscripted <laughs> you both to my to my growing army. Yeah, of <laughs> boss babes. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. I love it. See, the business is shaped like a pyramid, but it's not actually a pyramid scheme. It's really um, an upside-down <laughs> triangle. Exactly. See? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, as far as intro, uh, I am Blue Cromwell. Uh, you can just call me Blue. Ain't no problem. Uh, I do have blue hair right now. I know we're not doing a video, but I do feel like that's important to mention because I will probably be making <laughs> jokes about it and a lot of puns, so I need you in on that. Um, but yeah, as far as my overall book preferences, I was, I had a really big reading phase as a kid. I was all about reading and reading above my grade level and trying to do all that and academic validation. Um, but I spent a shit ton of time at the library and, uh, you know, it's something that I almost regret to say, uh, maybe, maybe growing out of it's not the right term, but uh, eventually you get busy, life gets busy, you don't have nearly as much time to read as when you're a child and have no responsibilities. Rude. Um, I know. <laughs> really hate to see it. Um, and then recently I wanted to get back into it. I challenged myself to do 12 books in a year, um, you know, kind of pacing myself for for one every month. And uh, I kind of just rediscovered how much I enjoyed reading. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, <laughs> I read Twilight uh, to get me back into it. I had never read it before. And then uh, shortly after, I found Akatar and definitely wanted to go on the uh, the fantasy, the ad- more adult side of fantasy, um, you know, being an adult myself now, wanting to have different kinds of stories that I experience and whatnot. So here I am, full, full-blown back into my reading <laughs> era. Oh, <laughs> yes. We we all know which which what's your favorite book. We already know. We already know the it is the book that I know you have next to you right now. No, you do not bring this into the podcast. It's it's going in the podcast. I'm editing strong this out. feelings. I okay. All right, listen. 
<laughs> is that the Akatar coloring book? Okay. First no, of all, we love the Akatar other... coloring book. And then, What's wrong uh, with coloring you, books? <laughs> you've got the Jason Momoa coloring book. It's true. Why are you like <laughs> that's the <laughs> why is that everybody's business what I do with my colors? <laughs> See? But uh purple, I didn't tell you about this. When I was getting back into my reading phase of like, I'm going to read 12 books in a year and do all this, uh, I had actually fallen into book talk pretty early, and I fell into the hype of one particular book, and I hated it so much. I thought it was so bad that I thought I didn't like reading. I thought I, like. I truly hate... No. I thought I... 50 Shades. No. <laughs> no, something popular on book talk, like new. I'll show it to you in a second. But um, yeah, I hated it so much. That it was, it was infuriating <laughs> to me every time I read. And I finally got through it. And uh, yeah, it genuinely made me think I could not read anymore. I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> this is not a hobby for me. I must have just been a thing I was into as a kid, I guess. That's how bad it went for me. Well, I'm illiterate now. Thanks, book. <laughs> it actually, oh. ironically, is Akatar fan fiction. Oh, oh no! Wait, yes. you didn't tell me that. Okay, maybe fan fiction is a little loose of a term, but it is heavily inspired by Akatar, and the author even themselves has said that um, it's basically because they wanted more Akatar, and that's the whole premise. Uh, it's Veil of Truth and Trickery. This might be my least favorite what, book I've ever. So, read. what your your message to the author is? Maybe Akka don't. Oh, Aga, <laughs> don't. <laughs> the seal of disapproval. <laughs> Dude, I genuinely like, I don't know why in my head I was like, what is Akatar? I'll read the fan fiction version instead of the real one. So I'm not really sure what happened there. I mean, in a way, it kind of led me to that because I was like, okay, this is based on a book that I'm hearing everyone say such good things about. How is this book that's based off of that series? Like, how is this so bad? Like, there's no way that's going to be good. But I, I gave it a shot out of respect. And yeah. uh, now it's my whole personality. I don't know. Maybe for the it's, last year. It's, it's your control, right? It's your control group. So you just, mm -hmm. as long as every book you read is better than that, mm -hmm. we're, we're fine. Yeah, okay. It yeah. has to be. That'll be my, my ranking scale. It'll have to be exactly like my number, like my one on my scale of one to ten, Veil of Truth and Trickery, mm -hmm. and then my ten, like a Court of Silver Flames. That one was a 10. Oh, I love it. Wait. Okay. I love it. Wait. This is not a discussion about Akatar, but here we go. Oh, we've got so many feelings. That's like a whole season. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, we, we all just read and finished all the the Akatar stuff that's current. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then we decided to do this. <laughs> and we definitely all finished book. it at the same time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so moving on. <laughs> so we finished Akatar, but now we're diving into the next holy tome mm -hmm. of the uh, the masochist, and that would be um Throne of Glass. Yeah, very exciting. We we're going backwards. Halfway? What chapter did we agree to stop at? About chapter 31, I think. Technically it's 55 yep. chapters, so a little bit over half. What can through I say? the through the end of thirty one? Incredible. Yep. That's... Now, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, when Sarah wrote this, the author, mm -hmm. she was like what seventeen? 
I didn't realize she was that young. I knew it was really early for her, but I didn't realize that. Uh, 16. Wow, 16. Okay, I forget. Yeah, when she more. began oh. writing this novel. Mm. So that being said, I'm going to go very gentle. <laughs> I was, I'll have to change what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, that does, that puts things in perspective a little bit for me, for sure. Because um, I think we all had some mixed opinions on what we've read so far, perhaps? They were very strong opinions. Again, I think we were just comparing it to the Agatar series that we just read. And obviously, Mm -hmm. skill plays a huge role in it. And I think that Sarah has shown a great advancement in skill, which one would hope considering that she is currently 37 and she wrote this more than half her life ago. Yeah, so we would expect some things to change. Yeah, one would hope with some growth. And, you know, it's just, it's very evident that growth has happened Mm -hmm. as an author. Yes, it's true. It is definitely a little tough to, yeah, go into Throne of Glass after reading Akatar, which is such a, such a great series. I mean, Throne of Glass, I am enjoying it quite a bit so far. um, But it's just not, I mean, it's also a different genre too, right? You got to factor in it's young adult. And that was definitely uh at the time that they wrote this, that was more of the preferred adult fantasy really wasn't as big of a um, genre, I guess I'd say. I mean, smut itself has always been big, but as far as the actual high fantasy plot line, things are happening. You know, that's more of a, um, thank God, a, a newer trend that's happening, which I love to see. But I feel like she was a little bit of a victim of her time, as well as obviously um, her age at the time would have played a huge factor into the whole young adult thing, because that's what they were, I guess. Agreed. Um, I think she teeters sometimes, especially about halfway through the book, mm-hmm. and maybe kind of like, are we maybe going to get a little spicy? And the answer is no. No, we're not. No. Nope. We're just going <laughs> to think about it because, you know, we're 16 and yeah. we shouldn't know how to write those scenes. No, um, that's probably a good so... thing that it didn't happen because there yeah. would be some questions yeah. that would be posed. Fair. So, um, but yeah, I guess that's that's my general impression is is it's slow. It's um, it's just it's very immature. I could definitely see a lot of, you know, high school girls reading it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all. It's all fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it would. I wish I wrote read this before Akatar, but mm-hmm. I have a feeling, given my personal feelings, I probably would not have continued reading. No. Yeah. <laughs> this book was low key boring as fuck. Okay, first of all, <laughs> we're fighting. That is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was like, dear God. Mm-hmm. I I want to be nice because she started it when she was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's so boring. <laughs> I hope. I have hope that she's going to come out like from a random corner and then just stab me in the heart, which is mm-hmm. what I want. I, Sarah, yeah. please ruin me. Sarah. <laughs> Yes. Well, um, don't actually uh, stab anybody. Unless. <laughs> no. Unless. And and haven't ha- that's kind of like a, a thing that they say about the Throne of Glass books, right? You get to like three or four blues, is that what you're saying before? Yeah, yeah. That's one thing. I, I'm putting my trust into Sarah. For every, everywhere she took us in the Akatar series, I, I trust her. Plus, you know, we do have the benefit of, of TikTok being very prevalent and uh, getting a lot of... Um, TikToks about her work. So I, I see a lot of people say that yeah, some of their favorite books in this series um, are coming up like three and four, that they're just as good as Mist and Fury. If like, and Some people put them ahead of any other book 
I've even seen people, um, there was a trend for a while talking about um, like their favorite couples in all the Ektar mm -hmm. books or all Sarah J. Mass's books, rather. Um, all of the different characters that they enjoyed. And it's and, and a lot of them actually picked favorite characters from these series yeah. um, and not the Akatar series, even though they loved them and then had read them. So it's uh, it's something I'm willing to give time and trust into because, you know, I mean, if we are going into mentioning our Akatar love, I mean, I think uh, you guys both didn't feel super enthused after the first book necessarily. <laughs> I think I, I like might have had to convince book. at least Purple to keep going. <laughs> I, I, hey, look Look at this. All right, so I, I have purchased the book and paperback, mm -hmm. and I have gotten um, – I got a special pen that lets me write in it without leaking through the pages, mm -hmm. and then I got page markers, which are color-coded, and I uh, got, like, highlight tape. Which is also color-coded. Mm -hmm. So I have all of these. Um, I went through an entire sheet mm -hmm. <laughs> of, of, the, of the markers already. Um, I highlighted things in uh, green that I thought were good or, or green flags. Okay. I highlighted them in pink if they gave me red flags. Oh, no. You know, like, for example, <clears throat> turning turning our pages in the scripture to page <laughs> one of chapter <laughs> one, uh, we got our very first red flag. Page one of chapter one? <clears throat> oh, right. Uh-huh. What? what, what is well, it? after a year of slavery... That was the, the first flag. red flag. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was sad. Um, everything that annoyed me, I highlighted in yellow. Everything that made me laugh, I or I made a joke about it because I don't know if you know this, but I'm in fact hilarious. That's true. Uh, those are in blue. I wrote a synopsis or a little like thought uh, thought collection at the end of every single chapter. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 And uh, orange is just random thoughts. So if I was that. like, "Ooh, that's a nice word," because she does use a couple of uh, seventy-five cent and dollar words, I had to look up a word. Ooh. I was like, "Ooh, that." Ooh, spicy. So very often has to look up a word. <laughs> she had her thesaurus with her when she was writing. Damn. I can't believe she's um, yeah. So, so purple. Yeah. So far, what would you say is your favorite part of the book? My favorite, uh, my favorite part was <clears throat> um, whenever Princess no 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 Nehemia. Yeah, that's what I said. No 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 no. Whatever Princess Na 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 was uh, sparring with the prince and she fucked him up. That was good. I was like, hee yeah. Okay, so that's your favorite part up until, yeah, through chapter 31? Yeah. I gotta <laughs> disagree. So yeah. I, I mean, much, I uh, much rather when she finally got into the ring mm -hmm. with, what was it? The, um, I forget his name. Varen. Varen, yeah, yeah. And she just let it loose. And I was like, fucking get it. Mm. Like, oh, ooh, that was that was a good girl, uh, like a girl power moment. I really enjoyed that one because I feel like that was the first time that she was herself in that way. And like the mm -hmm. dangerous -y way. Sure. The dangerous -y yeah. way. Yeah, well, I, I mean, <laughs> she's been like snarky and uh, 
impulsive the whole time, but she, she, yeah, I liked that part. That's fair. It's hard for me to pick a favorite. I actually feel, I feel like probably of the three of us, I'm, I'm, I'm really liking it a lot. I know you guys are like, it's so boring. Oh my God, I can't read this. It's so boring. What's going to happen? I'm like, no, it's so good. I don't know. I just, I, I like it so far. It's definitely not that strong in comparison to their other works. Um, but like the first thing that I ended up marking, which I just thought was funny, which is kind of just a silly example. Um, but the scene, uh, on page 62 in our holy scriptures um when she basically throws that <laughs> i think it's like a vase yeah flower pot in <laughs> and, oh yeah uh, people being like oh that's that's the prince's new harlot she's like is what uh and then you oh, know, yeah, and it's right, right after the scene where she's like you know she does her uh observations around her the knights here how easy would it be to escape blah blah this I, who do i want to piss off who do i who do i not and then just this scene of like her <laughs> at being insulted unknowingly necessarily like these people don't necessarily i think know that she's overhearing this <laughs> um it's just such a fun moment where i feel like i'm starting to actually get an idea of like who the character is um and it was it was pretty hilarious that they were still willing to do all that even knowing the consequences i think that's a little silly but fun and then i also had another favorite but sounds kind of silly now because you guys all pick these like cool girl boss moments and i'm like remember when first of all i'm gonna butcher this man's name again oh Um, boy (laughs) well how did you say it was which one uh... it's like chaos but instead of an s it's an l kale kale I hate it. Well, yeah. the uh, name is. pronunciation in the back of my book mm-hmm. says that it is K-All Westfall. K-all. I called him Carol the entire time. Can I tell you, K-all I got so distracted by the names in this one. Yeah. I was so frustrated. I watched a video <laughs> of um, our Lord and Savior, Sarah J. Mass, mm-hmm. actually <laughs> saying the names of all of the characters and that's when i was like okay now she missed a couple (laughs) (laughs) no those are frustrating but um the ones that she like thank goodness for that because that's where i figured out his name is kale Kale. i hate his name but i will say i love the scene with the ring oh i thought that was sweet after the i thought it was creepy creepy no, it'd have been creepy if he had just slipped it on her hand while she was sleeping and not said anything. That would have been creepy. Still would have been into it, but yeah, that would be creepy. <laughs> well, why are men going in her room? Like, <laughs> lock the damn door, right? <laughs> this, no, this poor girl. This poor girl okay. is in a stressful situation. <laughs> so she's an assassin making knives and like doing all these traps and shit. Okay, these men just stumble on in. Okay, and it's always just like. Little silly time. It's awkward as shit in the middle of the night. (laughs) And then I'm like, damn, like, give the girl a break. And then they're both like, do I want her? Do I not want her? And then randomly out pops the anger and jealousy between them. And then uh, on page 187, it's he was fairly certain she was a virgin. But did Dorian know it? Yeah. (laughs) What? What? Like you're, you're you're first of all Loki stalking this girl in the middle of the night. Yeah, bro. you're giving her gifts of rings, right? Which already has like connotations. Sure. Then you're gonna comment on whether or not your best friend knows that she's been fucked before. Like, bro, come on. 
Yeah, that was extremely frustrating. Like, that why was, is this even here? <laughs> that was one of my least favorite parts and, and least favorite scenes. I just, I hate it every time Prince Douchery goes into <laughs> her room. I just, I'm like, get the I fuck like out. I you're going to regret calling him that. I think you're going to end up liking I Dory do too. No. Yeah. No, okay. I do not like the friends. Uh, okay, I, well, we said the same thing about Eris, and we said the same thing about Nesta, and we said... Daddy Eris. <laughs> exactly. Now, listen, I I don't hate Dorian, though. I really I don't. And I I think I think he's struggle busting his way through life. Yeah. Um. So I don't think he makes all the best decisions. No. But I, I don't hate him. Why do you call him Prince Douchery? To be fair, I don't feel like he's done a lot of douchey things yet. I mean, maybe agreed. I mean, he's like a half little of obsessed my with our red girl. flags are from him. Oh God. Okay. Well, we'll get into it. I actually wanted to just go over that passage one more time because I actually marked the yes. same one for a different reason. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because um, definitely on what page in our scriptures? Uh, one hundred eighty-seven of the of the holy tome. Oh. <laughs> Um, but I, I was marking this because, I mean, yeah, the virgin thing was like weird and a little off-putting because I was like, oh, what are we doing here? Um, but I liked the line of, he didn't understand the rage that arose upon seeing Dorian standing in the doorway, didn't want to understand that sort of anger. And like, I don't know when Sarah developed this writing style, but she puts little hints and stuff early. And I'm like, oh my God, are they mates? Is that a thing? Because um, Sarah loves faded mates. So like, as soon as I read that, I was like, ah. I mean, obviously it could not be that necessarily, but um, I marked it for that purpose because I was still like thinking about Kale. <laughs> I I see this. I do. I see that you're, because he said, yeah. Is something beyond it. I think that's the piece yeah. that you're looking at. And I was like, oh no, what does that mean? <laughs> mates? I don't know. I mean, it made, it's too early to tell. There's only one book. There's probably more characters that I haven't even met yet, but I was like, uh, you said what? <laughs> I kind of wish there was um, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I don't like her with Dorian, like, long-term. Sure. I think he would be a, a fun little one-nighter. But I don't think that, because he just kind of seems like he's wanting an escape. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of here for the moment, it sounds like. To me, at least. I, I don't find that to be, like, long-lasting love that they're feeling towards each other. Sure. I think he's in it for the novelty. Sure. He's fucking bored. Yeah. I mean, I get it. But yeah, I think that's the only reason why he's he's even paying her any attention is because it's the novelty. Sure. And he's just trying so fucking hard and I don't like it. It's heckin' cringy. And I'm like, I want to punch you in the dick. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> well, speaking of him and your strong feelings, I assume your least favorite favorite part of the book has something to do with uh, Prince Douchery, as you say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my least favorite part of the book or least favorite character? Uh, least favorite part, or, or I mean, you can do either, like a certain scene, or if you just want to jump into characters, either way. I mean, the least favorite scene is the is the talking about her being a virgin. Like, that's yeah, completely bad just asinine. <laughs> I did have an entire like 
two pages of the book where I just was hating the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And oh, instead no. of highlighting it, I just was like, from here to here, I just hate this entire passage. Oh my God. What is that passage? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> I don't know anything later. <laughs> um, what chapter? What page? I'm looking. I'm looking. Hold up. I said, hold. I am up. consulting the Holy Scriptures. <laughs> please, please hold. That big of a you thing, guys huh? can go ahead and, and and move on, and I'll come back to it as soon as I find it. Okay. I gotta turn my light on. What about you, Cuddle? As far as uh, like a least favorite scene, least least favorite character mm-hmm. so far, anything along those lines? Um, I mean, I don't. The only thing I had like a really strong feeling about was the virgin comment because I, and it's it I. I understand that female is like sexuality in in literature, fantasy and otherwise has mm-hmm. has a lot of roots in virginity. I just felt in this particular book in this particular circumstance this particular passage if she had left it out just even that one line mm-hmm. nothing would have changed. And sure. I just feel like if you're going to use that theme mm-hmm. it should be there for a reason. And um yeah, cuz I, I don't I don't like the idea of a girl regardless of whether or not she's the character we like, regardless of how old she is, regardless of you know if she's a main character, side character. I don't I don't at all like worth being attached to it or you know any kind of um whether or not that person is attractive in in one way or another to be attached to that topic. I don't, I don't, you know, go well with that. So I I felt like that was kind of in that direction. And I didn't really, I didn't really think like that because it almost seemed like she was trying, he he was trying to protect her from Dorian saying that like, he would like the fact that she was a virgin because he would want to take that as like, you know, a notch in his bedpost kind of thing. And I don't think that that's, or at least from what we've read so far, I don't find that to be Dorian's general vibe. But I don't want sure. it to be suggested either. Because then that almost makes us dislike the character. Yeah. Yeah, that in general is not great. Maybe that partially comes from uh, Sarah's age at the time. That yeah. That more of an I- important ideal growing up. Um, or even, I mean, it could even be not that it necessarily used in a way that was super comfortable or super great. Um, but my, the implication I got when they started to get into her backstory with, uh, Sam, I mm-hmm. would assume that she's not, not that it matters by any means, but I almost wonder if, um, she, she throws things out like that, um, as a moment where you can have like a feeling about a character, like a gray character perhaps, and then right. brings it back. So I almost wonder um, if it's almost intentionally kind of like that. I mean, I'd like to think that way instead of it just being kind of there for no reason and gross and, and, and we'll, time will tell. Um, right. I wonder if Sarah's doing that as like a, there'll be growth here later. <laughs> I do see lots of growth in the characters though. I, I really do. I think that's, that's very apparent, mm-hmm. especially with uh, Selena. I, I feel like there's lots of imagery in here that's happening. Um, like with the dogs and stuff, for example, mm-hmm. or the bitches, as he puts it. I, th- <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, and I do like their their little giggle fits together. I do think they're they're cute together. He's almost like a um, like a, a Malcolm Reynolds from um, what you call it, 
what the fuck is that called? TV show. Oh my god, brain fart. It's um, oh, uh, Firefly. 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 <laughs> he he kind of almost gives me that like that was the intention for the character, mm-hmm. and we love we love that that character type. So I feel like he has a lot of potential. I just wish at the moment he had more screen time sure. or page time. Page time. Sure. Page time. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm gonna have to make an actual PowerPoint. Um, oh my God. And, and explain why I hate him so much. Oh no. The the passage that I could not stand was on 178 to 179. This whole section. Oh God. Okay. Um, whenever he got super drunk and he just went to her room and like hung out while she was asleep and he was like breathing on her neck, like no, just so much no. And I actually wrote down, I just hate this whole section. <laughs> Yeah. I just tapped, it, tapped it, and I was like, "Fuck all of this." I also uh, had a giant paragraph that I highlighted that was yellow, where he was talking about how he would just randomly go and and hang out with her and uh, force his company on her, whether she wanted it or not. And I was like, "It was such Tamlin vibes." <laughs> you talking about whenever they were being snarky back and forth? And she, mm. he whispered it in her ear on the sparring floor? No, no. This was uh, whenever Dorian was, like, pissy and then went off to the kennels. He was oh. talking to Carol. Uh, Carol. 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 I'm taking it. Like, Aaron. he can't. <laughs> yeah, I did think it was weird that both men showed up. Um, like, I feel like that's a boundary. But I suppose, again, if you're putting your head in the head of a 16-year-old girl, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, maybe in her eyes that was one of the only ways that she could think, imagine to show that they had wanted a connection. And we're coming at it from adult minds who are like, what kind of connection? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, I I did say, I did say in one of my end of chapter, um, you know, conclusions that his overtime closer to chapter 31, that he did get less angrifying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't want to punch him in the dick quite as hard. So I would be willing to to reassess, um, you know, at a later time. But he had to fucking put in the effort because this is just pissing me off. That That's fair. That's totally fair. So I'm at the end of chapter 31 and um, I don't want to shove him off a cliff. But I definitely don't want my main character to be with him. Here's the thing. When, was, when did this book release? Do we know the year? Just out of curiosity. 2012. 2012. When was the Me Too movement? After that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It almost seems like maybe uh, like the sleeping stuff and like them showing up and stuff. I don't know. I Again, I know I bring everything back to Twilight, but Twilight was very much a pop culture moment in that writing field, you know. I'm sure Sarah J. Mass has heard of at least at that time, (laughs) uh, Stephanie Meyer. I was probably interested in writing something similar, but just not fair, like, you know, vampires and stuff, even though Twilight vampires are fairies, but that's besides the point. Um, as far as like the whole, like, I feel like that, that, that 
general decade of, of literature had a lot of people showing up at night, even if they were breaking into your house, it was like very romantic. Like it's always yeah. like, again, victim of its time a little bit. Like it's a really big plot point for Edward <laughs> and Bella. And he was just like, yeah, I break into your house. And Bella's like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> yeah, that's the ultra low rise genes of uh, writing. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> you're not wrong though. You're, you're not wrong. So, uh, what was the thing that surprised you guys the most? Mm. I mean, for me, it was hating the prince because I thought that we were supposed to love him. But for you guys, <laughs> what what was the thing that surprised you? Sure. Um, for me, it was uh, I didn't I didn't expect us to do like a murder mystery, like a mm, fantasy no. murder mystery. I was not expecting. I mean, I I didn't do as like a ton of research beforehand because I like to go and relatively blind as far as like the plot points go i don't want to have too many things spoiled for me so i didn't look up a ton or at least i tried to avoid uh, like reading spoilers and stuff um not that i've seen anyone even mention this but yeah i guess i was just surprised to have like a oh there's a romance like novel happening and there's fairies and there's things happening and there's also a murder mystery and here's some gore and i'm like whoa okay yeah. mine sounds so much more stupid <laughs> oh, no. mine was mine was a line and i was i had to read it like three or four times and i had to sit and think about it because i'm like wait a minute um it's when she's describing kale's uh, uh training mm-hmm. with her this is pretty pretty deep in book and he says that um he was merciless with the trainings here doing all sorts of activities and then lists them and she includes walking on her hands and juggling blades. And I was just like, wait a minute. Is he training an acrobat? Is he training? <laughs> like, what is, why uh-huh. would he need? Hey, the king's so- <laughs> champion has to be well-rounded. Okay. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I just was a little worried. Uh, why are you juggling blades? How big are these blades? Is that like, what? Wh- I can't imagine in battle why you would possibly ever need to juggle well, maybe it's a juggle off. Yeah, she's planning actually actually to go into cover as a jester oh. at some point. I'm sure it's going to be a but whole very important other, plot point. Yeah, that because I, I had to really sit and think, and I'm like, maybe she doesn't mean juggling like what I am picturing in my head is juggling, <laughs> because I'm literally going like, fuck, <coughs> Perry, juggle. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I could mean, do three. It's the now bonus action. <laughs> um, so that was surprising. Sure. And I had to go back and reread that one a couple times. <laughs> and I just was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm just going to move on. Like, that's totally fine. Um, They're just out here living their best lives, doing the best they can. I mean, if they want to, you know, multi-class into circus performer, they they can do that. Yeah, why not, right? Live your dream. The other piece that was kind of surprising to me was the backstory on Kale, where he explains that he doesn't have his title because he abdicated his throne to hang out with his bestie. Vibes. Me with you guys. So uh, I was like, I oh, I'm good. okay. I mean, okay, fine. I didn't. I'm a little confused as to why he would do that, but maybe we'll find out more later. Maybe so. the chair was uncomfortable. Oh, that's a good point. Well, Sarah does say um, in the great book 
(laughs) she questions like what happened to his mother and then she just like changes the subject so that probably means that there's a lot more there and like i want to meet his brother's brother hot like i don't know like (laughs) what if (laughs) what if we have another daddy heiress we don't even know it like oh my god yeah where's this book's recent actually i'm not saying recent either no i don't um where are the zaddies yeah, where are they? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Nobody has like really nice facial hair. No. Doesn't doesn't Kale kind of remind you of Cullen from Dragon Age? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except, you know, less chantry. Yeah. And drug abuse. Well, well. you never know. <laughs> well, it's too early. <laughs> you know, he could have an art. Plenty of time for plot. <laughs> Why? What? Uh, oh, sorry. No, you're good. Um, yeah. So that, that I think those were were probably two of my my most like. Oh, okay, okay. It wasn't ready for that. Sure. So, would you say that um, Carol is your mm-hmm. favorite character? No. Do you know who I think <laughs> is my favorite character right now? Wait, who? can I guess? You could guess, yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, this is going to be fun. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Who would your favorite character be? Who is either... Well, there's no one super masculine. Is there anyone really funny? Well, I don't know. Kane is pretty masculine. <laughs> if it's Kane, go to therapy. <laughs> Please not Kane, bro. Please not Kane. I Whenever I, I picture Kane in my mind, I think of the mountain from Game of Thrones. Yeah, oh. that's a good that's a good okay. um, comparison, I would say. But like not attractive. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Goofy. Um what is it? Um I'm also probably gonna butcher their name, but it's Nehemania Princess Nehemia. Is it is it her? No. Really? Okay, okay, okay. Although I do like her. I really feel like she's she very watermelon lady. I love her. Or she or she will be. I wish I love watermelon ladies. <laughs> okay, if it's not her. I'll give you a hint. It's not a person. Not a person. But it's still very much a character. Not a person. Is it the clock? It is not the clock. The gargoyles. I mean, it screeches. It might as well sound no, like I'll tell you. the f- it, the elf, the fairy. I have ooh, se- that's a close second. I think my favorite character right now has to be the collection of randomly assorted, poorly made, like spontaneous, <laughs> quote unquote weapons that she, that she talks about all the time. Like, I Mars love so it, dude. The Bobby so and she describes them, and I'm just like, I mm. feel. I like you are hilarious. I that is so fucking funny. She's got them stashed. Every, you know she's got them stashed everywhere. You know if you sat down on her bed that you'd get poked by something, mm-hmm. not like <laughs> ripped open like she would probably hope, but you would get poked and you'd be like, oh, "What is that?" And it's like it's this makeshift knife. And it's, yes, yeah. So she's not your favorite character. Her makeshift weapons are your favorites because <laughs> it's it's just. She makes them so often, and she talks about them so often, and they're so bad. She likes to do crafts. <laughs> I love her crafting. 
<laughs> arts and crafts time with uh, Selena. <laughs> you, oh my God, that would be a great shirt. Arts and crafts. Oh my God. All right, on to the <laughs> onto the merch store to make a thing. <laughs> so I I wonder I want to know because you know you you write what you know mm-hmm. right especially whenever you're first starting out as a writer you're gonna write what you know. I want to know if that means she sat around her house one day was like, fuck, she needs to make some weapons. What the hell could I do? <laughs> and then she just went and found some fucking bars of soap uh-huh. and some, like, bobby pins. And was like, you know what I'm going to do? And just started shoving them in the bar of soap. <laughs> I was like, you know what? It works. She's a young entrepreneur making her own <laughs> products, and I respect I want her, her. to want her open an Etsy store. <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> oh, my God, bro. That's Crafts so fucking with funny. Selena or whatever. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, Dolphy oh. and Exports. How, oh, my God. <laughs> That's crazy. I love it. Um... But a, a close second is is got to be Elena, the um, Queen Elena, because I think it was fucking funny when she showed up the second time, uh-huh. and she's like, "Look, I don't know." <laughs> it was I was just relatable. Yeah. It was fucking funny. Yeah, she's supposed to be this good. ethereal, you know, being who's you know, oh my gosh, uh, and then she's like, "Yeah, bro, I don't, I don't fucking know." Yeah, dude. I, I feel like that. Um, whenever I'm trying to teach some kids a lesson or like I'm trying to teach my, my nephew, like, you know, so the lesson we get from this particular experience and I'm like, you know, I, I don't fucking know. Just, just, we're going to go with it, man. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just work here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the, I just work here vibes mm-hmm. for me. Oh my goodness. Y'all All right, so Blue, happy. you like problematic people. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like <laughs> mm-hmm. your favorite character <laughs> is gotta be the bitchy lady, <laughs> the bitchy frou frou lady, lady with the lady Columbine or whatever her name was, <laughs> lady Columbine. Small ways. Oh my goodness! But um, I, I, you know what? I do think she's fun. I don't know about favorite, but she has. I, I do think she'll get a cool story. I like how. Uh, I like how manipulative she is, and I don't know, that she uses her body as a tool, you know, classic Nesta vibes, love it. Mm. Um, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> unhealed, not the same. unhealed Nesta vibes, a little bit. Um, All right, that's a little better. Yeah. You do not put Nesta, our, our <laughs> lord and savior Nesta, into the same the same paragraph as Lady Columbine. That's not okay, man. Lady what? <laughs> you just Lady Columbine. <laughs> that's what I called her in my head while I was reading the book. Uh-huh. Lady Cal-tane. Columbine. Caltain. is is not hard. Caltain. <laughs> the fuck? Look. This is this is the thruple love story mm-hmm. of Callie, oh, no. Carol, and Princess. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love it. They our... were uh, accosted by Prince Douchery mm-hmm. and and Lady Columbine. Oh, oh so my douchery. god. I, I do think she's neat though. I think she'll have an interesting <laughs> role to play. And I, I do like that type of character, but I mean, as cliche as it is, I I like Selena. I want to see what happens. I, I like how um how good they are they seem to be pretty good even though they're like you know living this like assassin life i think they're kind of going into this like 
you didn't really have a choice. You were groomed at eight years old, probably. Uh, shit's just always been happening to you. Like, how much of this is a conscious choice? You're only 19 right now, and you were in basically a prison camp for a year. So you went there at 18, tops like that. I don't know. She had to be really young when all of this, like, stopped. Um, so Isn't she, like, yeah. 19 right now? Now she is, yeah. So then she, that, and this story place takes place a year after her imprisonment. <clears throat> so I'm assuming, you know, she did basically all of her crimes as a minor. And, yeah. And, uh, I wonder how they're going to feel about all of them, like, later on, as their frontal lobe develops, as Sarah's mm-hmm. does, as she's writing the book as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, as cliche as it is to pick the main character, I think she's probably, like, my favorite right now. No one else has really stuck out too much besides, actually, I really like Knox. I think Knox is very interesting and cool. Uh, yeah. I don't want him to die. I hope he doesn't oh. in the next part. Uh, let's hope he stays good. We're only through chapter 31, people, so I don't know. Dude, when she did that swan dive savior act, I was like, all right, queen, I see you. Yes. (laughs) But it made me cringe so hard whenever she said she slid down the pipe and her feet got cut up. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. It made my feet hurt. (laughs) Fair. But I I do love her her character arc so far because it, it felt like in the beginning she was pushing this idea of you know do this chick is dangerous and i feel like that's been throughout but i think now that we're seeing her in the competition she's being faced with the option to be selfish and um and and uh, like this dangerous out there in your face this is who i am powerful woman mm-hmm. or she's helpful and um, and not saying that helping people isn't powerful. That's not what I mean. But she has to choose, <clears throat> like whenever she took the swan dive, like with her having to kind of hold back mm-hmm. and not, you know, pl- to play it smart and and not go with emotions in that regard. Right. And I like that she's having to make some decisions that aren't by like so close to the to the archetype i guess that she was trying to to write her into mm. and um she it gives her more depth character yeah. i respect that I, I felt that way a lot with uh when she didn't try to escape she really thought about yeah. her plan and and how that's going to affect the people around her and different things that were happening and yeah that's definitely a moment where i think we can see that for sure yes yep yep so what um <clears throat> Sorry. What would you guys say if you had to pick one at the moment? What do you think like would be a good theme that you could probably attest to this book? Don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. It's a hard one to learn for some people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in all seriousness, maybe um, I don't feel like she's really in it to be redeemed. Uh, I feel like she's really just looking for freedom. So she probably feels super trapped right now and she's just trying to to get out to where she has agency and the ability to control her life again. Mm-hmm. And um, she doesn't really have that. But I don't really see it as, a, as like a, I want to make up for the shit that I did to get in prison. It's more of like a, please just stop making my decisions for me. Sure. I don't know, man. I got a hot take. 
Uh, uh, sure my hot take is kind of also it's it's kind of uh, a hot take, but it's also like a prediction for the story. Okay, it's kind of both, but I think that it, it fits here. I do think it's a redemption story for her specifically because I have a feeling we had something to do with Sam's death. I think that she's punishing herself in some fashion for Sam's death. Because if you listen to her, she said she, like, he died right before she went into the the prison camp. Mm. So what if he sold her out? What if she sold him out? What if they were together and she had to choose? What if she, you know, betrayed him in some way? I don't know. I just think that's going to be a huge plot point that has to do with personal growth for her. Mm. And um, I, I just really have this gut feeling because we know she was sold out by somebody and I just feel like it was Sam and she killed him and then she was sad about it. I, you know, I had a feeling it was the person that like brought her into the assassin life in general, like her mentor. Mm. Assassin daddy. Assassin daddy. Ooh, maybe, <laughs> what if he's hot? I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping he's the daddy with like really good facial hair that I've uh, been, maybe one been waiting for. Maybe one that's not 19, you know? Yeah, I mean, they'd have to be older, right? Either way. Uh, that, yeah, I, I think I, I could see where they're going with that. But I definitely thought more so, not necessarily Sam, but um, yeah, like the, the person that essentially raised her, I guess you could mm-hmm. call it that. I kind of figured that and was going to be the betrayal. She's definitely got something going on with the king. The fact that she was so physically upset whenever he was just in the room. There's definitely some trauma there. Um, so what, I'm interested in seeing what they've got for there. I kind yeah. of imagined like that would be what I would feel like if I were to walk into the room under the control basically of like adolf hitler mm-hmm. after after um holocaust i'd be like oh fuck like i would be genuinely terrified to have that dude in control of my life because like god damn it mm-hmm. <laughs> you did the fucking holocaust mm-hmm. <laughs> anybody else want to know where the fuck he is by the way <laughs> he's like really busy I, right now i he's think he's <laughs> a little too close to the sun I think he's the beastie. Oh. Maybe. Yeah, that or he knew the beastie was like timed, like like a time release thing. Like it's annual. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, three to four hours after you take the pill. No. Um, (laughs) Like he knew that the beastie thingy was going to happen. So he like noped out and was like, all right, you guys got this. Or he is the beastie thing, or he's in charge of the beastie. He's either involved or he knew about it and he noped the fuck out. Yeah, like if he was killing competitors that he viewed on like his own personal level as like not up to par, that'd be kind of cool. Or, I mean, if he just didn't like the way they looked or smelled or breathed his air. I don't know. He doesn't strike me as a very... um, distinguishable person like somebody that he would distinguish between various things for for good reasons he'd be like i don't know i just don't like the way your hair is styled today i'm gonna kill you interesting goofy i don't know i don't see i don't see him being that impulsive 
I don't I think it's him. impulsive. I think it's ruthless. Mm. That's mm. fair. I, I don't know. I think I feel like she will probably kill him one day, though. Dorian might not think. like that, though. He might not like it. He might be into it, though. Does anybody else hate the fact that the palace is made of glass? I don't know why she hates it so much. Probably for the same reason I hate it. Whenever we're in it, I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna fall. Mm-hmm. Because it's made of fucking glass. I feel like hers is a more visceral reaction, though, right? I mean, people in glass houses should not throw stones. I thought it was just the safety thing. Like, an over, like, you know, how every chapter they're like, oh my god, make sure you, you know, she's like going over, like, her environment and everything around her and, like, how glass would be pretty much uh, something they wouldn't want to live in due to how fucking fragile to see you and how fragile it is so i almost thought of it like that instead of like a real thing like a real reaction i would hate to live there if it started to hail (laughs) (laughs) what if it is a metaphor for feeling exposed because there is at one point a um, moment where she's talking to elena and she says to herself um, that she kind of hopes and, and begs that she says, if you turn to your good book, uh, the scripture, page 193, mm-hmm. it says, um, <laughs> the nausea returned. She hoped Elena wouldn't speak of what her heart refused to remember. Hope that the queen wouldn't mention what she has spent so long forgetting, which of course has got to be who her parents are and, um, you know, whatever path that the author's wanting to, to put towards mm-hmm. her and whatever sure. she as you know birthrights towards but what if that would expose her to the world around her and to her actual true identity and self that she spent so long trying to forget and that that is why we don't like glass mm. deep you're giving because 16 year old sarah j mass a lot of credit but i think you might be onto something <laughs> i mean fucking think about it right mm-hmm. the, out of all her arts and crafts times, she has never <laughs> broken glass to make a knife. I didn't assume it, it would was be that too noticeable. Breakable. Well, she's got windows. She's got, I'm sure, mirrors. She's got glass available to her. She had the pot. She could have broken uh, ceramic things inside of the room. But she never once does that uh, to make something sharp. So I'm wondering if she just has... This I don't really like all those things because they have reflections and and whatever. I, I think that might be reaching a little bit, but I I feel like we might find mm-hmm. that the glass part of the castle could have something to do with whatever business she had with the king in the past, and or could be for um, exposure. Sure. Yeah, I I like that. If they go with that, I'd be really happy. I think that'd be really interesting. But I guess we'll just have to once we finish up the book see if that's a theme that. I mean, at least it's presented in this first book. It might even come back up later, but um, I would like mm-hmm. if they went with that. The whole, like, reflection thing, her not being able to focus on her past for too long without skipping and changing the subject and things like that. Even her pastime of, like, wanting to play music and getting lost in it really relates to, mm-hmm. yeah, not being... Sh- no thoughts. Turn them off. Like... Well, that's yeah. not what reading does. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Uh oh! <laughs> None of us escape in books like she does. That's that's uh-uh. crazy. Escaping a book, we don't do that. We don't even. I loved that, that she has got like a like a two pronged book club. <laughs> sure, <laughs> she's got a book club between her and Prince Douchery and a 
book club between her and Carol. <laughs> Not Prince Dushan. You, you and these nicknames. I, I'm kind of living for it. Sarah should just ask you to name the characters, <laughs> I think. That's I it. would do it. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of if that's going to bring, you know, be brought back up at any time in the later half of the book here, um, are there, I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions that we have so far going into the next part of the book. Anything anyone specifically is looking forward to? I don't understand why Princess was looking so intently at her forehead specifically. She wasn't just like staring at her, she was staring at her forehead. She got a big ass forehead. It's just such a weird space to just. She was even at one point like, yo, I got something on my face. And then she was just like, no, we're not going to talk anymore. And I was like, wow, did. Somebody draw a dick on her face while she was asleep. I mean, That's dudes it. apparently come in and out of there all the time <laughs> while she's asleep. So maybe slumber party. <laughs> I, that was that was making me it upset. Happened I twice. Was, yeah. yeah, I was thinking maybe like Princess Nana Nana uh, <laughs> saw like like a fey lineage marker. Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah. on her forehead of some kind that we don't know what it is. Maybe she was just too distracted by the juggling of the <laughs> knife. <laughs> just, I don't know. You know what? Keep it together. Possible. That's hilarious. Yeah, um, I almost, yeah, I feel like Elena, that whole plot line will tie into that for sure as far as the, uh, um, like, that marking thing. I think we're somehow on a trajectory getting to that point, 100%. I don't know how mm-hmm, it's going to mm-hmm. happen, but obviously Sarah has changed characters over before, so... Yep, yep, yep. Or, you know, she could just be socially anxious and <laughs> just can't make eye contact. stare at her forehead. <laughs> yeah. I maybe mean, she maybe. had a really yeah, big pimple we didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would really like to know why they're, because, okay, we, we know Sarah. Mm-hmm. You know, we know how she works. Right. And there are certain things that pop up. And then in like three books, she's going to lay it on us, yeah. right? And we're going to be like, and then, yeah. So red velvet shoes have popped up three specific times. Mm-hmm. Twice when she was describing her escaping from her other country, fleeing from the death of her parents. And she mentions that she had just killed someone. Mm-hmm. The only other time that she is wearing red velvet shoes is when she finds the escape out of the castle. And they make a point of describing them as red velvet shoes. Maybe it's like a, like a, there's no place like home. Oh no. Akatar's a Beauty and the Beast retelling, and this is going to be. That's not Beauty well, and the Beast. That's, um, the first one? that's Dorothy and the it? Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's why I was saying Akatar was that, and then this is going to be fucking. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, what? All right, so, did they describe that. what shoes Elena was wearing in the sarcophagus? Or no, didn't even talk to her feet. <laughs> she didn't <laughs> mention her nose, though. Wow, no feet. She did booper. She did booper. Yeah, I was here for, for the boobs, for the boopening. Um, so the shoe, the shoes are getting me uh-huh. right. Like I feel like there's got to be something with the shoes. Right. Um, that's gonna hit us in like four books, and she's gonna be like, "That's why I always wore the red velvet shoes." And we're going to be like, no, Sarah, no. <laughs> um, wow. I, I kind of thought you were just going to say you wanted to know how many knives she could juggle at once. Uh, they're not real knives. <laughs> oh, they're just blades. 
just yes. soap with bobby pins sticking out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Art the craft dog. Oh my god! You're a very inanimate. <laughs> you're very inanimate object. Uh, fixated with this book. <laughs> you want to talk about shoes and makeshift weapons and real weapons <laughs> and porcelain and glass? That's true. That's true. Well, on that note, I have a fucking question. Uh-huh. Why is it so damn hard for her to find any books on the word symbol things? Like I I don't I don't understand why that's so difficult. So I'm hoping that there's like this outburst of lore somewhere. Um, maybe going back to the book burnings and stuff that that she keeps mentioning. Mm-hmm. But um, I really would like to know why it's so difficult. You know, that's like a huge struggle yeah. for her later on in these things. She gets so fucking frustrated and so mad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kale does the weird. <laughs> dead thing which i was i was like what the fuck like that seemed kind of out of character for him but um just wanted to fuck with her i just don't know why it's so hard yeah Yeah, like do these books not believe in glossaries come on yeah they make pharaoh unable to read and then they make this character (laughs) able to read but they can never read what they need to (laughs) it's just this you know i feel called out (laughs) goofy as the reader (laughs) Uh oh. Oh boy! Know. Maybe they'll bring what that up at you, some Blue? point. With the uh, didn't they t- didn't they mention the library that she said books had probably been saved from? Maybe they'll end up there at some point to research. But um, mm. as far as the unanswered question thing, like I'm 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 pretty interested in the murder <laughs> mystery plot line. Like I want to know: mm-hmm. is that Kane? Is that not? Is the king in on it? Is there like what is this beast doing? Uh, like what that kind of whole arc is. Um, because I definitely think that's something that we could see, like they'll reveal, and then we'll like look back in the text and be like, "Oh my god, I, I should." In the known. scriptures, yeah, the holy scriptures will have have shown us evidence. We weren't ready to see the light. <laughs> we weren't ready you to know, get that revealed. So I'm, I'm ready for that. There was another section that she added in, which I, I felt like it didn't flow in the writing. Mm. Which anytime that happens, I'm like, "Yes, Sarah, I can hear you." Um, <laughs> <laughs> page 134 whenever she was talking or whenever uh, in chapter 17 Dorian was being specific about his bitches <laughs> um, talking about how like there was one that like was going to have a litter but didn't know if it was going to be you know one or the other and then said that she'd never been able to be tamed I don't know if that's supposed to be a metaphor for Selena or like why? Because it was just one paragraph, Ew. and then we were on talking about because something completely different, and like why he's so connected to the dogs. Like he kept going back to them a couple of times later on in the in the other chapters. So I just I feel like there might be something there, but I I don't know. It, it, I hope so because otherwise it just seems like a weird thing to put in there, you know. So I guess what's up with the dogs? Oh well, hmm. I just had an idea. Do we think that's at all? tied into the plot line of the beast that's destroying stuff? Is he able to access something to change them and is killing off the competition because he wants her to win? Well, it, uh, I don't, I still don't really understand why he wants her to win so bad. Like, it's uh, not he, just betting. Like, he hinted at having a deeper, like, important reason. Despite his father, too, I'm sure. Yeah, that's what I got out of that, yeah. 
He got daddy issues. Yeah, and he thinks don't he's all. cutie pie. <laughs> and that's what I that's that's all that I think it is. He's so shallow. I really hope it's more than that though. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, but I definitely hope it'd be different, but I wonder if that have, might have something to do with it. I thought that the dogs represented his uh love life. Like he was hoping for um, the female to, you know, have pure pure blood or puppies because that's what his station wants from him. But he continually, you know, sleeps with people outside of marriage, which would produce mutts or bastards. Mm. Oh, and mean. so he was hoping for change. He was hoping that he could fall into step and fall into line with what is expected of him in his station. But he continually, you know, lets himself down. Sure. And he's just upset about it. That's, that was the parallel that I drew with the dogs that it was about his own romantic situation and his, uh, you know, title. Yeah. Interesting. You know, his hashtag privilege. (laughs) (laughs) sure sure there's enough of it there to definitely mention (laughs) yeah apparently he's able to just you know walk into women's rooms whenever they're asleep and it's totally fine (laughs) that's how i've always done it is that how you guys do (laughs) oh no i get you know consent (laughs) because oh Oh, well listen who's a little b and e Do you guys have any other predictions that maybe are just kind of out there and you don't think are actually going to happen, but you hope they're going to happen? I think Elena's spirit is going to enter Selena, and I think then some shit's going to happen, and she's going to be, like, combined with her somehow, magically. Nice. That's my prediction. I do think they are, like, legit related, though. Sure. Like... Great, 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 great grandma. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If they're related, she she's one of the great, great, great mothers or whatever of Dorian. Doesn't that make them related? Yeah. So on that note, my wild prediction is that uh, Callie is going to totally fall into thruple love with Carol and Princess Nananana and that they're all three going to like usurp the king and uh, rule, you know, and um, then Prince Drushery can abdicate and he can like go peace out roaming around and being all like, my bad, I wasn't trying to sleep with my you know, 28th cousin. That's <laughs> not what I wanted. My bad. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> I think that she's part Faye, but I think she's royalty of the other country I, of Terrison. Yeah. I think, I think she's royalty because it doesn't make sense for her to have red velvet shoes. Um, <laughs> if she's not royalty and you know, they said that Orinth is the capital. That's where that library was. She talked so fondly of it. Like she had yeah. been there so many times. I think that she killed someone during their like takeover and um, like in self-defense. And then that's when she gets found by the assassin. That's what I think is the story plot for that, that she probably walked in or like was attacked like with her parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, I, so I think she's part, 
Faye, but I think she's, um, yeah, I think she's uh, Terrison royalty. And that's why she doesn't want anybody to find out because she would be the enemy, right? They would have to exterminate her for being the magical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and the usurped ruler of the Tesseract land. But that would make sense why Elena came to her. Right. And called to her. Well, doesn't Elena Elena came from Tesseract land? Yes. Tesseract land. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Her dad was the one who made the um, the forest belong to him, and that's the one where she mentioned the fairies and how she, you know, yo, you gotta fucking respect the the fae. And then they came in in the night and left little presents for her at her at her bed. Hmm. Remember? Hashtag adorable. <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> But again, just very glossed over really quickly. And then Sarah just doesn't mention Faye for many chapters. So easy to miss. I could definitely see the whole relative plot line and things like that. But I I almost feel like it would be cool if they did that. But I almost feel like she's not yet, but she will be. Like, I think she's going to be not quite cauldron made because that's not I'm not sure if that's a real thing at this point. Um, but something similar to like Nesta and Elaine as far as... Um, Elena, Elena, like, manifesting within her somehow. And, like, she's already been chosen spiritually to be guided that way, I guess, is how I took, like, little moments like that. Yeah, I agree. I, I have no clue what the fuck we're doing this clock tower bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. But I love um, the fact that it just screams. I mean, yeah, very relatable. <laughs> like, relatable. So relatable. <laughs> Most relatable character. <laughs> I changed my 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 my, my choice. <laughs> I just scream whenever the 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 time changes the hour. I just I have to scream. Me. <laughs> what do you mean it's daylight savings? Um, whenever she was in the tomb the second time and everything you know was still the same why the fuck didn't she take the goddamn sword it's too obvious she had to explain one that was on the wall respect uh not the one in the dude's hands the one that was on the wall yeah respect she named that sword that's a famous sword that's all the more like reason a legend. to take I think it. it's not for her i think she just some elena and someone else is gonna get the spirit of that guy and I think it's Ew. Kale. Oh, it's Carol? That's who I think. <laughs> yes. That theory. definitely helps with the thruple idea. See? You know, because then they're all rulers. Because then she's like her long lost kingdom lady. Princess Nanana is her kingdom lady. And then it, Carol, hashtag dead dude king, is... Uh, you know his his own royal dude. So then there would be a thruple of king and queens um, and royal days. You know what would make this story so much better? Oh, what? <laughs> okay. So Kale at one point was talking to Selena about the kind of woman that he likes, and he's you know she's like would it be me and he's like oh my god no it grows <laughs> and then he's like and then she says well would it be like you know Keltane he was like ew vomit no gross what if Kale's gay and is in love with Dorian 
and oh, we no. have a love triangle in this way. And oh my god, because every time that he talks about Selena, it doesn't sound very loving. It sounds very protective of Dorian and protective of her, but also protective of himself. He's very scared of her, very worried of her, but he almost admires her. What if he's gay bestie? Mm. I would like it, but considering it was 2012, I don't think. I don't think that was the move. Are we thinking Ace? Maybe. Like I'm a romantic? Thinking, I'm thinking we need to romance. Or are we, uh, sorry, not romance. I'm thinking we need to uh, do a fan fiction. Oh. For, what's the author of your favorite fan fiction, uh, Blue? Because maybe they could write us a little something. <laughs> Actually, yes, uh, I would love the throuple. The last episode ever of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was really nice having the experience. <laughs> Tune oh, in next gosh. week for arts and crafts. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> We're gonna put bars of soap with bobby pins into socks and throw them around. <laughs> Why didn't she just take socks and fill it with hard stuff? Do they have socks? I don't know. Feyre had leggings, so why not? Why wouldn't they? I mean, they also have indoor plumbing, so... Good for them. Priorities. Yeah. Right? <laughs> kind of respect that. Yeah, any other predictions for you guys? As far as anything else we're thinking will happen in the next bit of the book here? Calling it right now. Mm-hmm. The ring on Kane. It's magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they this- doing like a like a communication thing with... Kane and and his gentleman friend. It might have something to do with like magical shades. Because if you remember, Duke Parrington was wearing the ring at the dinner where Kale was like straight creeping him. Mm. And he said that there was like a shade that went over him as pupils dilated, fully taking up his eyes. Like he was seeing everything in the world all at once. Very otherworldly, very supernatural. And then he walks away like he's like, it's totally fine. Um, so same ring on Kane, but he's good at everything. I don't fucking buy it. So Kane's getting special abilities from the ring he's getting from his uh, thing. That's I'm calling it now. Okay. That's my pledge. Maybe rings will be symbolic in general, which is why Kale gave our queen one. <laughs> I'm shipping them as of right now until someone better That's comes your along. ship. Until mm. someone better comes along. I'm still, there's got to be a ricin somewhere, somewhere in this series. There's got to be one. And we're going to find Did you it. guys notice that the terrible habit started in this book? She even pulled it out. <laughs> I what do you saw mean? It. The ribbons. Oh, the ribbons. <laughs> she did it. Yes, I even it's mark it a, and say uh, it all goes downhill from here. It's not. A, <laughs> oh my god, that's for so context, funny, dear listeners. Uh, in Akatar, if you have yet to read it, many characters are um, somehow sliced or cut into ribbons. Things are cut bursting into ribbons. into ribbons. Yeah, a lot of things happening. It ribbons was, everywhere. It was a reoccurring complaint for a few weeks here. Um, <laughs> The plates turn into ribbons. Uh-huh. She even put it aside in italics. Like, he turned into ribbons. Oh, my God. I just, I, I, I want that, to yeah. know what ribbons 
think because she described a hole in your skull where your brain was yanked out. She described your face being like scratched the fuck off. She described um, your chest cavity and all that being opened and all of your gooey insides, you know, burgled for whatever reason. And then um, literal writing on the walls of um, these weird little marking things in blood. So why, why can't we have an actual description of what her brain says when she says ribbons? What does what does it even look like? Starting to think it's actually a joke. Oh, oh no. is that why they cut that ribbon and Court of Silver Flames? They were like, let me write this down. <laughs> oh, I did it. And it's fucking ribbon. <laughs> the ribbon was cut to ribbons. <laughs> She's like, got to have said that somewhere in a in, in, in an interview. So I'm going to Google it. <laughs> we'll go to a book meet one day and be like, thoughts? Okay, so why? Yeah. <laughs> just give her just give her a gift of ribbons. Like, just packs of nothing but, like, various ribbon mm-hmm. swatches. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, here you go. Here you I'm go sorry, it's a little gruesome. Uh, <laughs> Every time you want to type this into your book. Cut just take this <laughs> and just dump it on yourself. There you go. So all these ribbons. Oh there you goodness. go. That looks goofy. If I ever cosplay uh, Sarah J. Moss character, I'm just gonna just take a bunch of ribbons and just mm. glue it to a dress. I'm just Smart. gonna wear that everywhere. Mm-hmm. Be like, look, I'm every character in the book. Oh, God. <laughs> so the first, the first thing that comes up when I Google Sarah J. Mass ribbons is a Reddit post that says, I'm going to scream if I read the word <laughs> bloody ribbons one more time That's in so any of Sarah's books. Dude, see, I never felt that strongly about that, but I hated when she would say, like, Farah had watery bowels. I was like, bro, if you tell me she has <laughs> diarrhea one more time, I'm going to lose my fucking shit, literally. Like, I'm going to have watery bowels, Sarah. Don't do this to me. <laughs> That's the second post underneath it. Theory Sarah J. Mass has never been kissed before and she's just running off of speculation and watery bowels. Oh, no. I mean, I've never had a kiss give me diarrhea, but you know, I also have never run so much that I hurled up my giant breakfast that I ate before I went exercising. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also never did it for three months straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like it's it's no wonder that you're having a difficult time getting into shape if you're just gonna curl your breakfast up every single day. Listen, she's going through something right now. It's really <laughs> tough. Right. Things are hard. <laughs> Leave her alone. Goofies. Right, you guys. We should probably wrap up our, our first episode here. Uh we do this... have one one more thing though. Go on. We have to come up with our they friend of the week. Why is um, they friend I, gender neutral when friend is gender neutral? Just asking. Because it's not a boyfriend. It's not a girlfriend. I it's see. a they friend. I see. I see. I could call it a boy girl they friend, but that seems too bulky. Are you? I didn't realize there's a romantic connotation. Are you wanting it to be like a pyramid from dance from dance moms? Like, huh? <laughs> You know, you know the the dance. So the little girls were going to dance thing, and there always be a pyramid of the week or whatever, where the the teacher would rip off the girls' pictures and stuff. I on know the... exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I would settle for just who gets the title, and I feel you're third like overall, you're third on the pyramid. Exactly <laughs> that. I feel yeah. like blue should take it this week, and blue should give us their they friend of the week. Okay, we'll agree. Oh, yeah. and we'll rotate. 
Dorian, it is. I hate it. <laughs> All right, one really good reason spite. why. Um, besides spite, because <laughs> he little he little thotty, and I respect that. He's a <laughs> You know, he's just out here <sighs> in the streets, and I respect that. Honestly, I'm picking him mostly for spite, though. But I think he'll be I think he'll be interesting later on. Um, as far as like plot lines go, I mean, I do really ship like right now at least uh, Kale and. Selena, I'm very interested in where that could go. Um, but definitely the love triangle's not ending anytime soon. Um, mm. And there, it definitely seems a little bit more passionate on that side, the whole Prince Dorian and her thing versus um, Kale's a very different type of love, which I also think we'll explore at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's charming. I think he's got a certain... Uh, a certain look. Now he's personally not really my type, but I would also say he's probably he's probably the most conventionally handsome character we've been introduced to so far. I mean, that every single but eye candy is eye candy. <laughs> all of the characters in this book get listed as being attractive, though. Well, oh, they're all at odds. It adds to every character Sarah writes. Unless they're evil, and she's like, Duke is, he he has hot breath and hairy arms, and he's stinky. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, okay, Sarah, I get it. <laughs> Everyone he's else bad. is unworldly beautiful, except for this one dude. Who's <laughs> <laughs> fucking creepy. It's a world of hot or not. <laughs> That's it. If they're, if they're ugly, like Kane, dude, they're evil. <laughs> like, it's not a thing with Sarah. So I don't know. I, I would say probably Dorian at this point, but I guess we could play kind of neutral and say, uh, what is it again? Nehemiahism? Yeah, Princess. Princess. Nehemia. Nehemia. Right. What I said. Yeah, that's what I said too. So she could be, she could be Bay. I'm kind of in love with her myself. So everyone buy panics. My God. Oh my God, it's her. She's so good. <laughs> Bay of She's, the so Bay. <laughs> She's so strong. She's so strong. Goofies. So we'll rotate that segment, you think? Yep. Choices? We'll rotate that. Okay, I respect that. Between all, all three of us, just we'll rotate it. I, know I call next. The first time you get, <laughs> you know, you pick purple, I know it will be something that I'm mad about because I'm You're done welcome. This. <laughs> You're so welcome. Oh no. I think purple's got to go last in this mm -hmm. book. Just just so that way we can give Dorian some time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to re, re redeem as a character arc stuff happened. Yeah. Well, okay. for the next one, are we just going to finish the book? I think so. Yeah. The chapters are relatively short. So as far as, again, episode zero, we've kind of taken you through chapters one through 31, just about not a full deep dive or anything but all of the main points and all the character interactions we've had so far uh, i feel like it's picking it up in pace but yeah i would say the next time that uh our lovely listeners are hearing another episode if we're on chapter 31 now i think we could finish it but by the next time we record i think that'd be very doable especially then we can just jump right into the next one am i right am i right boys yeah yeah i'm sorry yes <laughs> <laughs> wow i'm gonna make that a sound alert no, <laughs> I love it. I right, love movies. it so much. But yeah, this has been uh, our first, uh, our first little episode uh, of Scriptures. Uh, I'm really excited. Just sitting, there, hanging around, talking about books with my besties. <laughs> Thank love you guys for listening. Idea. Of course.
course. Yeah, we'd love to have the idea of you guys reading along with us. Let us know what you think. Uh, you know, we're definitely here for the conversation and the debate part of it. If you bring up a good enough point, we'll probably mention it in the podcast itself. Um, Absolutely. So yes. Whenever we end up posting this episode, I think like a, maybe like a bi-weekly schedule would be kind of cool if we could keep up with it as far as books. What do you guys think? Yes. Yes. And I, I would love to know um, everyone's thoughts about the shoes and <laughs> about all of the, the questions. <laughs> I'll be more prepared about the shoes next time. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> cool. um, I would love to know what everybody's names were whenever they were reading. If they had a fun name for Princess Nananana or, you know, Prince Douchebury. I just kind of like, mm. <laughs> just goes to the next part. But if you renamed a character, I want to know. Sure. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Now, as far as we also are, you know, as Akatar fans, as Sarah J. Mass fans, we do have some uh, merch that we've been working on in our in our spare time. Now, as far as uh, I know, we have an Instagram page for that. Are we able to plug the username here? We absolutely are. Um, our Instagram page that you can find us on is Dual Minds Co. D U A L M I N D S C O. That's also the same name that we have on Etsy. Incredible. Yeah, so we've got some really fun uh, designs. There is actually really cool, we've got some planner options uh, that were all super creative. And I'm going to give props to Cuddle and Purple for that because they were the creative minds around that whole subject and they've really killed it with some different designs and it's super fun. But if you want to, you know, check out the merch, check us out. Um, for now, it seems like we'll probably be posting this. Uh, again, my name is Blue Cromwell. You're probably seeing this listed on one of my socials. Uh, going to keep posting here and give you some updates as far as, yeah, when we when we get no- going next time. But thank you all for listening. I'm so excited, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Goofy. little book club. Oh my goodness, look at us. 